Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We even dive into the fictional from time to time too. We will re-watch TV shows, talk about movies, anything where stories are involved. We especially want to get you, the listener, involved too. So if you've got random, funny stories, things that have happened to you or a friend, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. So until then, strap in. It's story time. Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and, and the Fictional. Ouch. We're here today to talk about... Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> We're here really? to talk about... David Duchovny. Uh, no, UFOs and... Um... That wasn't actually the theme song for The X-Files. I didn't want to do it because just in case we get sued. No, I think you, I think you can sing it briefly. I think that's... I, I don't know. You did one note a little bit different, so that'll cover us. All right, cool. That's what I was, that's what I was going for. But in continuing the tradition of continuing the tradition of telling a joke before each episode, I am going to tell you a joke, and you are going to like it. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Did you know this is an Australian themed joke too? Did you know that Australia's male kangaroos, nicknamed Big Reds, can jump higher than the average house? This is because of their evolutionary powerful legs and the fact that the average house can't jump. <laughs> laugh track, insert laugh track. Funny, funny enough, I've heard that joke, but with a different animal. No, that's fine. Um, look, jokes are good, and if you, if you, if you, the listener, have funny jokes, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com as long as they're relatively clean and are not racist, like the people I work with. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are we talking about the same old man that likes to tell things over, no, and, over, no. over and over and over and over and over and no. over and over again? No, he he's not too racist. I mean, he doesn't like the Chinese, but that's more <laughs> so, that's, <laughs> that's more more so about the, the political Chinese, like not everyday. Like if he saw a giant Chinese person, he wouldn't be like ah, racist slurs or anything. You know, it's just like. So is he a fan of the North Koreans? Um. I haven't asked him. I haven't asked him at all about that, but um, is he a fan? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Is he a fan of our supreme leader? Oh no, no not no. at all. You sure? No, no one's a fan of uh, Scomo. Um, no, no, not our supreme leader. <laughs> the supreme leader, Kim oh, Jong Un. Kim Jong. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, not sure how he can lead us from there, but. Uh, he can lead. He leads us. He leads us like Vladimir Putin does. Anyone who <laughs> opposes his one mysteriously dies of a gunshot wound to the head. Oh, okay, cool. Well, no, we're, not that, we're not that extreme yet. Uh. <laughs> Imagine if Skomo was like that. 
Imagine if he was just like, we had that kind of government system in place where you hear, and now Jamie Bryden is the new new uh, running mate against Scomo. Then two days later, Jamie Bryden was founded with a self-inflicted <laughs> gunshot wound to the back of the head. Yeah. How do you self-inflict? <laughs> uh, ricochets, mate. <laughs> or, uh, or anyway, we've watched enough MacGyver to be able to figure out how to, how to do that. But um, <laughs> we're not we're not the political podcast. That's our other podcast we do. Yeah, the one that got taken down for being too political. Um, yeah, <laughs> and too correct. Yes. Um, so yes, the plan is we're gonna we're, we're doing this UFO alien sort of episode because we're going to do a rewatch of a show called resident alien yes um, now you australians can find that on nine now which is the streaming app for channel nine free of charge you can watch it for free a whole season um you just have to watch it with ads which is yeah and you just can't fast forward them but well i'm pretty sure you can, buy, you, can, you can buy it on itunes as well yes if you want to buy it i i would i wouldn't say um don't because it's a really good show um i've just picked up the comic book that it was based on so i'm going to read through that in preparation for um the show which is a great show it's a really good really good show starring alan turdick is that how you say alan, his alan, alan tudick i think it was tudick. Yep, tudick. who was who was steve the pirate from dodgeball he was the pilot from firefly he was the robot from rogue rogue one he was also the um, offsider of Heath Ledger in A Knight's Tale. And he was also another robot in that AI movie with Will Smith. So, yeah. It, and, it's, he was, it's really and he was a racist racist man in 42, which is... Oh, wow. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. But, I mean, that doesn't really narrow it down in that movie, does it? No. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant film for all you sports fans and fans of um, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, um, he's Chadwick Boseman. Mm. Uh, brilliant movie. Check it out. Got me thinking about baseball, but um, I don't think of it. I can't think of any baseball alien movies. Um, so let's crack um, into this article. Yes. So, yeah, we're going to start that in probably the next couple of weeks. So yep. keep an ear out for that. I think it's 10 episodes a season, so it's not a long, yep. it's not a long one, but the episodes do go for about 45 minutes each. Yeah. So you, you can start with this one, Jamie. What, the unexplained aerial phenomena? Phenomena. When it comes to extraterrestrial life and making contact with those from outer space, everyone has an opinion. Something it's... Some think it's all a hack. Some are open to speculate and others still are entirely taken with the tales and stories as old as time. Cameras poised and tinfoil hats, tinfoil hats at the ready. One of the many crazy conspiracy theories UFOs have fascinated and confused us for years as each new flying saucer or hovercraft sighting makes national news and splits us into two camps. While it is easy to debunk individual stories, it's much harder to argue with the U.S. Department of Defense. In videos leaked back in 2007 and 2017, the Pentagon has aimed to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real. In the video, unidentified objects and 
are seen spinning and hovering in the air above the water, while two Navy pilots remark in shock and confusion over the two oblong disc-shaped objects. Whether you're a believer in, or a skeptic, UFO sightings bring out a little wonder and a little fear in all of us. Take a look at these sightings and stories and make it out what you uh, make out of it what you will. Most importantly, keep looking to the sky. That wasn't the first one. That was the introduction to the. That article. was the intro to the article. I just realised that as we got yeah. towards the end of it. Yeah, I was like, there you go. No, because I I don't know if you heard about the they re- recently released footage of UFOs, um, the US military and things like light balls flying around and buzzing around or whatever it was and like they're going this is legit like we can't explain this and most people are going i don't care what's the covid situation <laughs> <laughs> like, like like that's that, but that's it like so, someone came out and said it's so strange like because everyone used to be so obsessed with ufos and then they come out and go this is some pretty strong evidence and they're going i don't care <laughs> Yeah, you, you know, know you know that Jamie. There was a famous man. I can't remember who it was, but he always said, "Look for look for the story that the headlines are trying to distract you from." Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what? I've recently purchased uh, X Files seasons one through whatever they're up to. Yeah. Um, on a sale on my Xbox, so I'm planning on doing a rewatch. Cool. Uh, as well yeah look that was a great show i enjoyed i watched it i mean it's it's it still holds up i've recently watched i think a couple of years ago i watched the first three seasons yeah. um and then just stopped because of lack of time but um yeah look it, yeah. it still holds up so i'm planning on giving it giving it a rewatch because yeah. i mean they got so many things that they they make it that show some episodes are just like yeah that's not going to happen but yeah. there are a lot of episodes there where you just like it's quite possible yeah. Um, don't worry, listeners. We're not going to watch 400 episodes of X Files. <laughs> <No, laughs> that's just a personal thing for me. We're, 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 honestly, if we're doing a rewatch, we generally will pick shows that are either about half an hour or their seasons are only about 10 episodes long. Yeah. So we're not going to go back to when yeah. the good the good old days when TV shows had yeah. 23 episodes per season. Yeah, and um, we we may you know do one just one season of, of each of the episodes but if, yes. if it's if it's popular enough or you guys want us to do it we'll keep going on with the um series yeah. i'm enjoying it and i i, I have no doubt we'll probably do a scrubs one uh, it's maybe a season or two of scrubs down the track too yeah. well there we go i mean we're, we're kind yeah. of overshadowed with you know um donald Faison and zach braff doing theirs you know yeah and, exactly. oh yeah. yeah yeah i never thought of that so all right, well, let's get stuck into this article. The first one I'm going to read out is called Betty and Barney Hill. Cute. And no, that's not two old people that have just had a hill name after them. Mm-hmm. It's only fair that we begin with one of the most famous UFO and alien abduction cases in history, the Betty and Barney Hill case. The two were driving on a road in the US state of New Hampshire at night when a bright light seemed to start following them. When they eventually got home, it was daylight and their clothes were dirty and ripped. Their watches had stopped working and they couldn't remember a thing. During sessions with the psychiatrist, they later recalled being probed and violated by aliens during the abduction. The case was investigated by Project Blue Book, and is, and, which is now a declassified UFO secret. And this was also the basis for the first episode of The X-Files. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so I looked up Project Blue Book and, yeah, it was just the, the code name for a... Uh, 
Systematic study of unidentified flying objects by the yeah. United States Air Force um, from 1952, and it was terminated in 1969, uh, mm-hmm. the year they went yeah. to the moon. Um, or yeah. did they, as per our previous episode? Well, if if it's a <laughs> if it if it's staged, they've created a moon, haven't they? So they <laughs> they went well, to a done, moon. Yes. Technically, um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, the next one's a little bit closer to home, Jamie. Is it? Melbourne. For you Americans, it's pronounced Melbourne. Now, <laughs> and, and don't forget, don't forget uh, Melbourne's sister, Melbourne's sister city, Brisbane. Yeah. Now, one of my favourite Arj Barker jokes, because Arj Barker yeah. lived, lived in Australia. I, I think he still does. Um, where he goes, he's Melbourne Comedy Festival, and he's like, hey, Melbourne. I, a lot of you are going, hey, what's going on, Arj? You're pronouncing Melbourne right. You're pronouncing Melbourne right. He's like, calm down, Melbourne. This isn't my first trip to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Back, love it. Back in the day. Okay, so apparently back in 1996, more than 300 students and teachers of Westall High School in Melbourne um, saw an unbelievable sight on April 6th. They were all looking incredulously, that's a big word, at five planes that were attempting to corner and capture a UFO. This went on for a while before the UFO zipped away out of sight. It is reported that the headmaster of the school and um, even strange men in black suits told the students and teachers never to say anything about it, even though it was witnessed by hundreds of people. So Will Smith Smith and Tommy Lee Jones... (laughs) (laughs) Will Smith would have just been a baby back then, but Tommy Lee Jones definitely. That that had to be the the spark for Men in Black. The, 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 these guys in the black suits just yeah, gathered the school. Like, and go, Excuse me, can you look into this, please? Yeah, no, we're like, uh, because you know what they say: art imitates life, or life imitates art. Or oh, of course. Um, like you just look back and go, okay, let's take this idea of men men in black mm-hmm. and like you know. Oh, hundred percent. I totally. Like, but like, how do you, how do you, <laughs> okay, you saw nothing. All right. Like they didn't even have the blindy thing. They would have said like, Hey, you saw nothing. You saw. Well, I mean, it was back in the sixties. Yeah. Maybe they just bribed everyone with a pack of smokes. Yeah. But let Nick, we're moving from Melbourne to Zimbabwe. So in September of 1994, so quite recent, uh, several UFOs allegedly hovered near a school in Ruwa, Zimbabwe reports the Vanity Fair. The children who observed these UFOs were terrified when they were asked to explain what happened. They described beings with big heads, no nose, just two holes, no mouth and long black hair. The children said they were dressed in dark suits and communicated telepathically. I think it's about something that's going to happen, said one little girl. What I thought was maybe the world's going to end and they were telling us the world's going to end. I don't even know. I just popped up. It just popped up in my head. He never says anything. He just talked with his eyes. Creepy. Um, I think, yeah, in these um, uh, third world countries, as you call them, um, you get a lot of creepy stuff coming out of those countries. Just Definitely. like, you know, um, people just don't, because, you know, we're so, even though we're at crazy times in Australia right now, we're out in the West, we're pretty blessed with, resources and yep all this you know 
everything we've got. And like out there, there's like, it's literally just like, I eat and sleep here. I spend the day getting food or, you know. Yep. Or working like in yeah. terms of like, um, you know, trying to dig trenches and. Yeah. It's like work you know, to live. It's a little bit better. It's more yeah. working for the village. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Like, yeah. Cause I think I uh, heard someone say it once that back, say back when Australia started, it was essentially, it was work to live. Yes. Now it's, you know, work to have fun. And, yeah. And, and, well, it's well, it's not, kind not of lockdown, but. <laughs> yeah, that 50-50, you work to pay your bills and your rent, but you also work to have a bit of fun too. Yeah. Yeah. So you take, let's take us to Red Onsham Forest, Jamie. Oh, yes. The speeder bike. Um, no. <laughs> well, because this, this photo just looks very Star Wars. Um, yeah. Oh, it does definitely. Okay. The Rendlesham Forest incident, known as Britain's Roswell. The Rendlesham Forest in- incident is one of the most famous UFO reports. So famous, I have not heard of it. The reason? Because the witness involved in the December 1980 event were in fact u.s military personnel and considered highly credible witnesses they reported seeing an alien aircraft zoom through the forest he was holding a glowing sword (laughs) um yeah when when they went to go check it out it seemed as though strange hieroglyphs were written all over the craft. It turns out that this was most likely a prank played on the U.S. soldiers by the British military. <laughs> if that was a prank, props, props, props to you. Um, because if it was real, the, they wouldn't have been U.S. military. They would have been rednecks or they would have been, you know, yeah, the lower, of the lower class. Yes. No offence to rednecks. Yeah. No offense to them, but it's just we're you guys actually... seem to get on, on the moonshine and start seeing shit. <laughs> we're not defining rednecks. We're just saying rednecks. If you put, yeah. if you read into the situation, it's your own. Cancel problem. me, cancel me, people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to, yeah. Okay, I'm going to take you to the O'Hare International Airport saucer incident. Mm. November seventh, twenty uh, two thousand six, U.S. United Flight four four six was about to depart from Chicago's O'Hare International Airport when a dozen United Airlines employees spotted an odd metallic craft hovering over the gate. The employees reported that it hung in the air for several minutes before finally shooting up and at breakneck speed into the clouds. The strangest part, the UFO did not register on the airport's radar despite all the witnesses. The FAA declined to investigate, chalking it up to weather phenomenon. Ooh, I've heard that before. Yes, pretty much with almost every alien sighting. Yeah, that that's like um, in Iron Man, when one of the planes go down, and it's like, what what do you say? Don't don't yeah don't, training don't, exercise. Don't, don't you say training exercise? It's like, <laughs> you, oh. <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, I can't see that, and then cuts to him giving a press conference. It was a training yeah. exercise. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Frederick Valentich disappearance. Ah, Australian pilot. Represent Australia. Australian pilot Frederick Valentich um, was flying over the Bass Strait when he encountered something that he couldn't identify. According to news.com.au, he got on his radio to notify air control that there was a strange vessel 
the likes of which he had never seen before, circling him, as if it were taunting him. It is hovering and it is not an aircraft, were the last words Valentich said before he and his plane disappeared forever. Mm. Explain that, Ryan. Uh, well, look, the, the, there was a training exercise, and um, <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I look. I'm open to UFOs. I, I'm. I'm happily yeah. ready to like. It's things that yeah. we can't explain. Yeah, but uh, at the same time, like my my mindset is, I don't think it's the way because we we are so influenced by Hollywood. Yes. Like so. I don't really believe in little grey men that were, you know, that come down. No, no, exactly. Try yeah. to find their way home. I think there's there's something there, but we can't really explain it. Yeah, I agree totally. Um, like I'm very open to supernatural stuff, to UFOs, to everything. Yeah. I, you know, I don't. I'm not one of those people. Oh, just show me some proof. I, I'm I'm open yeah. minded. Look, I um, I will follow the evidence where it goes, and if it yeah. gets like, I I know so many conspiracy theorist people. But um, I'm at the point where I'll follow it to a point, but then if it starts shooting off into wacko, crazy, insane stuff, I'm like, hang on, hang, hang yeah, on. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. All right, I'm going to take you to uh, Massachusetts uh, and the Robert Matthews and the Missing Time Incident. Ooh. According to CBS Reality, an airman named Robert Matthews got off a bus in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, USA to report for his first tour of duty back in 1966. Matthew saw strange lights appearing in the deserted area where the bus driver had told him to call and wait for a truck to pick him up and to take him to the base. Afraid, he used a payphone to call the base a second time. What he thought was five minutes later, the person who answered the phone told him the truck driver had arrived to pick him up five minutes after he got off the bus, but that the driver couldn't find Matthews in actuality. An hour separated those two phone calls. The phenomenon called missing time and is commonly associated with alien abduction cases. Missing time. Missing time. I mean, like, how so that, that, that? that? Well, uh, memory wiping. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. Plain and simple. Like, that, like if, if it actually is UFOs, they've obviously got some memory wiping Technology, yeah. which that explains the lost time. Therefore, you can't remember what you did in the last hour. Uh, yeah. The men, the men in black were very, very tricky this time. Um. Well, they did say <laughs> that they did get that. In, I've recently watched the the three Men in Black movies recently, and yeah. they did say they got the technology for the neuralizer from an alien. Oh, alien. oh well, there you go. Yeah. So That's cool. Maybe it's a documentary, not a movie. All right, the Broadhaven Primary School drawings. The BBC reports in 1977, a group of school children from the Broadhaven Primary School claimed to have seen a UFO near their playground. The teachers of the school refused to believe them, but when the children were separated and asked to draw pictures of the experience, they all came up with the same drawing of a flying saucer. Hmm. Now, there's two things when it comes to kids and seeing these things, all right? Uh, it's very common in the paranormal world that the only people who can sort of see these spirits on a regular basis are animals and, children. and young children. Yeah. Also, you've got children, uh, what you could consider up to a certain age, innocent. Yeah. They have no concept of let's make this up to get publicity. 
let's make this up to, you know, get attention. Yeah. Up to a certain age, I'm saying. Um, so primary is still quite young. Yeah. Um, look, I, I'm I'm of two minds. Like it yeah. could be the kids just I mean the fact that they yeah. all drew the exact same picture. Yeah. Um and like yeah. are they are they watching movies? <clears throat> you know, are okay, they yeah. but it yeah, is it, it is very interesting because um there's a I've I've listened to a few detectives like um um you know the there's a guy called Jay Warner Wallace who used he's a Christian man now and he used to do um uh, what do you call it? Um, cold cases. Like he's got like a 100% record of cold cases. So oh, the, thing, wow. the things he's always said is you, the first thing you do when you come to a fresh crime scene is you separate all the witnesses. Yes. Because they, they basically something is off. If every, if all of them say the exact same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we saw this. It we means saw they've that. had time to talk and work it all out. Yeah. And, or it is legit. Yeah. But it's it's also like oh let's get this story right and do this it's it's more so they'll influence each other I saw this I saw that but then you know you get them separate you get them separate and they will like it almost sounds sometimes sounds like it's contradicting mm-hmm. but it's just a different perspective that you're looking at like because one person I saw three people once I saw two people but he may yeah. be standing behind a you know exactly yeah so that's interesting but again kids um yeah you just don't know like I, i'd want to know how long, how, how long before they were you know separated yes exactly right had have they all picked up a copy of um that ufo comic book that was in um back to the future <laughs> you, know? <laughs> <laughs> you know did they draw marty mcfly you know uh, but yeah um was it your turn or my turn? No, it was your turn. Your tell me about. Oh yeah, my turn. Tell me, tell me about Barbara Lamb and the Lizard Man. Ah, the Lizard Man. Sounds like an album from the seventies. Barbara, <laughs> yeah. Barbara Lamb and the Lizard Man held hands as they went for ham. Um, <laughs> a woman named Barbara Lamb, uh, who was a psychotherapist who observed crop circles, claimed that a reptilian figure appeared in a house one day. Uh, reports Vanity Fair. He was tall and had piercing yellow eyes, uh, normally not fond of snakes and lizards. The reptile appeared friendly and welcoming to the lamb, so she reached out to touch his hand. Then the lizard man vanished and suddenly as he appeared. Now, I can explain this. Too much Skyrim? Dr. Kurt Connors. <laughs> Dr. Kurt Done. You're welcome. Yeah but, yeah, but she said, like, he seemed friendly. Dr. Kurt, in the comics, he actually is. He was bad initially, and now he's been yeah. good for like 50 years. Dr. Right. Kurt Connors. Yeah, but when did this happen? In those years where he was good. <laughs> no, but like, You're welcome. <laughs> or was he the inspiration for? <laughs> Possibly, yeah. Could, again, could have been. Yeah, she might have just read a Spider-Man comic. You know where I went, where it said um, piercing yellow eyes? I was like, hmm. Supernatural. It's a yellow eyes demon. <laughs> Did she have the cult? Bang. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind doing a doing a rewatch of that. Ah, um, uh, first five seasons. Not. Yeah, but like, yeah. I have. I well, I've got that box set now, so I could do it. 
Oh, you've got the box set of everything of the sac- yep. You've got the sacrilege era. You've got. Oh the- yeah. <laughs> you've got the. Here's because the. Because I want. I want. I want to experience the whole thing. Yeah. Well, the whole thing is seasons one to five. <laughs> okay, I want to experience Supernatural and Supernatural you, Two. You cannot look. If Supernatural, you, your listeners are going to hear about how passionate I am about this because this was my favorite show. Um, if you separate like season six and then season one to five, like two different shows, then sure, it's okay. It's not bad. It's, well, then it's I'll a, do that. I'll watch seasons one to five. I'll have a break and then I'll watch season six to 15. And then you go back and watch season one and you're going like, ugh. Well, I don't necessarily have to. And my memory is not the greatest. So I'll wait a couple of years. Like, I'll watch season one and I can enjoy it again. Eric Kripke, you let me down. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is not the Supernatural Hate podcast. That's another podcast we do. I know. I love Supernatural. Five years of it. <laughs> uh, anyway. Episodes. Um, yeah. Tell us about Fred Crimson and Harold Dahl, Jamie. Hang on. You need to click on the button. To get, you can cut this out if you oh, want. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. Uh, talk Fred, amongst Fred yourself. Crimson. Fred Crimson oh, and Harold Dahl. Well, he's wearing a dapper suit. Um, he's very dapper. In, in 1947, Harold Harold Dahl, no relation of Roald Dahl, was out <laughs> on the Puget Sound in Washington State, USA, with his son and his dog. History.com recounts that Dahl saw six strange aircraft overhead, one which fell an estimated 450 meters out of the sky and into the water below. The metal debris hurt his son and killed his dog. Dahl told Ooh. his supervisor at work, Fred Christman, what had happened and Christman came and verified it for himself. Soon afterward, a man in a black suit supposedly came oh, to yeah. Dahl and warned him not to speak of the incident again. It is said that this incident inspired the Men in, Mo- Men in Black movie. There you go. There you go. Um, Here come the Men in Black. All right, Washington merry-go-round. I'm going to tell you about the Washington merry-go-round. A 1952 incident where seven unidentified objects appeared over secure airspace near the U.S. Pentagon was captured on film. The crafts were registered on radar and jets were immediately sent to investigate these suspicious strange craft. However... When the American jets approached that airspace, those seven objects disappeared from the radar and appeared on the other side of the Stargate. Oh, no, sorry, that's, that's a different... <laughs> when, when the jets landed, the objects returned to the radar screen once more. President Harry S. Truman was notified and Air Force Intelligence Director General Sanford held a press conference saying that they were reports made by credible observers uh, of relatively incredible things. It's this group of observations that we are attempting to resolve. There was no resolution. Hmm. A lot of aircrafts. It's 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 always aircrafts. I, I like I, I like I like the lizard man story the best so far. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's different. But um, tell us about Japan 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 Air Airlines Japan, flight sixteen twenty eight. Well, Japan is a wonderful country that I've never been to. Um. But in 2001, former FAA official John Callahan told a conference of high-ranking officials that in 1986, Japan Airlines Flight 1628 was on its way from Paris to Tokyo 
when crew members spotted several UFOs in a television... Uh, in seven, seven UFOs. Full stop. In a television documentary, the American Heroes Channel reported that the JAL crew called in multiple UFOs surrounding the plane, including one that was four times their own size. They made an emergency landing in Anchorage, Alaska, where the ground crew confirmed the sighting. Too much Godzilla watching. <laughs> that's, that's that's me stereotyping. Um, <laughs> that is me stereotyping. It's like it reminds me of that movie. I've never seen the movie, but it's been you know remade over and over and over again, where where a guy looks out the window and the plane's on fire, and it's, I mean, Simpsons did it where there's a monkey on the plane or there's something on the plane. Or, <laughs> um, oh yeah. wow. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the Muscarello Exeter incident. Mm. It was in 1965 in Exeter, New Hampshire, USA, when a hitchhiker named Norman Muscarello saw five strange red flashing lights in the woods. As a TV station, WMUR, recounts, the source of the lights suddenly came towards him at a frightening speed. Muscarello drove into a ditch to avoid, dove into a ditch, sorry, to avoid being hit by flagging down motorists. Police investigated the area and they too saw the same aircraft with the same bright red lights speed off out of sight. Today, the event is celebrated with a yearly Exeter UFO festival. Wow. So there you go. Must be a big one because if you're going to make a festival out of it, you know. (laughs) Well, the fact that I was waiting for it when reading it, the police couldn't find any signs of it, but the police saw it too. Yeah. So that's a rare one there where you get, you know, someone to corroborate the person yeah. who saw the incident. Well, he wasn't uh, wearing black, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all right, a knock on Rick Sorrell. Rick Sorrell, a knock on Rick Sorrell's door. In 2008, so reasonably close, um, yep. an unfathomably large aircraft hovered above Stephenville, Texas, USA, and took um, Chris Pratt, off on an event. No. <laughs> Many people in the community saw it, and according to the Mutual UFO Network, a pilot named Stephen Allen reported that the unusual aircraft was flying at an estimated 4,800 kilometers per hour and was being chased by fighter jets. Then a man named Rick Sorrells said he saw the same thing while hunting. Later, Sorrells said, says a strange man knocked on his door and said, son, we have the same caliber weapons you have but we have more of them you need to shut your mouth about what you saw different kind of man in black um probably a retired one (laughs) that sounds like something tommy lee jones character would say though yeah i love tommy lee jones yeah um and the fact that in men in black three how much josh brolin actually looks and sounds like tommy lee jones i've never seen the third one you should watch it it's it's good is there four of them now or three of them um, so it's the three, and then Man in Black International, which is yeah, separate. All right. Yeah, all right. But the trilogy, one, two, and three, are fantastic. There you go. So anyway, I'm going to finish off with Richard French and the Drowned UFOs. Sounds like a Harry Potter book. <laughs> Harry Potter and Drowned UFOs. In the 19, in 1950s, it was Lieutenant Colonel, again, military, Uh, Richard French's job to explain away UFO phenomenon for the government. There was only one problem. 
Lieutenant Colonel French actually saw alien ships with his own eyes, reports the Daily Mail. At a citizen hearing on disclosure in 2013, the then 83-year-old man told the truth for the first time about what he saw when he was a young man in the waters of St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada. Two UFOs that had crashed and sunk in the water and the aliens trying to fix them, they succeeded and took off. He didn't mention the UFOs in his report at the time. How's that for a freaky government cover-up? <laughs> aliens or dementia? Mm. You got to think. It's, all, yeah. it's young kids or really old people. Yeah. You got to think... You know, did he really see it? In in not not discriminating in with people with dementia. Yeah. Uh, but you got to. They don't know what's real sometimes. Yeah, that's it. And I don't work for the government. I'm not trying to cover things up. I'm open for. But yeah. um, no, show yeah. me a little bit more evidence. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The thing is, the human mind is just insane when you think about it. It's just what it can do um yeah exactly yeah cool well that was a shorter article than the last episode <laughs> it was the last um, episode, although the last one had like 30 30 30 uh different ones so yeah we this was them and, yes. yeah so next episode we're going to crack into resident alien um we really, will. really looking forward to it very funny show um a little bit different from the comic in a lot of ways yeah. um but I recommend both. The comic book's a good read. I'm only a couple of issues in. Um, but the show, Alan Tudyk makes it. Let's just say that. Yeah. It definitely does. And we'd love for you to come along and watch it with us. Yep. And you know, send us an email once you, if you've already seen it and you don't want to do the rewatch, but you've got some thoughts from, uh, you know, some of your favourite episode or something like that, send us yep. an email and we'll include yep. it in that episode of the rewatch. Definitely. And as as always, um, any stories you got, any thoughts you got, send them to the true and the fictional at gmail.com and we'll be happy to read them out. And yeah, your feedback's always good. Definitely. And in spirit of this episode, the truth is out there. Keep watching the skies. And until next the other time. One? Um, I bring love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Monty Burns. Oh, I bring you love. Yeah. Um, get on, right, guys. I'll oh, see you next time. Oh, trying to bring me love. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. I'll see you next time.